Welcome, people. Welcome to Conversation with H. I have a, not just a comedian, but also an activist. Not just a thought. Are you a former radio presenter or are you still a radio presenter? Former. <laughs> former radio presenter. Um, born in Jamaica. Raised in Jamaica. Now resides in Birmingham, United Kingdom. The superb, the amazing, the talented from start to finish. If you ain't got on his Instagram feed, watch his minute and a half, two minute videos. Now they're getting a little bit longer because now he's talking about men are jealous and women are jealous and X, Y, and Z, so go check those ones out. But we're speaking to the amazing side man, David. Hello. Hello, people. Why? <laughs> how are you? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, how are you? I'm good. So for those who don't know who you are, yeah. who is who's David? Um, I'm a comedian, presenter, Unfortunately, a sex symbol, I didn't ask for that, but <laughs> just comes with the territory. Um, yeah, it's comedian, presenter, host, actor, a lot of different things. A lot of different things come with being in the media industry and you, you, you find yourself in places you wasn't expecting to be in. Because mm. activist is definitely not something that, it's definitely not something I title myself at any point, even now. Mm. I just speak on things that I care about yeah. and people seem to show an interest in listening. And... Um, yeah. Okay. So, when and why did you become a Christian? When and why? Pfft. Why? It's, it's, that's a difficult question <laughs> to ask me in terms of like the when and why I became a Christian because I don't remember a time in my life that I was not. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying like, I've been, I was baptized, in church when, I was baptized when I was six years old, but I've been in church all my life. The, the, whatever day I was born, the following Sunday I was in church. <laughs> so I've been in church all my life. Yeah. Um, the when and why of of Christianity for me, of course, I, won't, I don't want to say changes, but it updates itself over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of course, in my six-year-old brain at the time, when I did get baptized, when I did decide that I'm going to be a Christian, mm. I understood things to an extent. Got ya. But I'll be honest with you, when I was six years old, growing up in Jamaica, going to a Pentecostal apostolic church, I didn't even know other religions existed. So I accepted my religion 100%. Yeah. I believed in its statues and its virtues, right? But obviously now coming to the UK, I've learned of other religions and still then held my faith. So the deepness and the deep rootedness of my faith, um, well, I don't know. The deep rootedness of my faith and me being a Christian is deep, deep. That's never gonna go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, if 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 I don't make it to heaven, I'll be not making it to heaven. Still thinking I was a Christian at the end. There's no version of life because the Bible says that if an angel comes to you and preaches any other gospel to you, mm. that you shouldn't believe it. Nobody, nobody can make me disbelieve in what I believe in. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't care. Right now, if a science, if a science, I don't know. Whiskey yeah, yeah, yeah. came and said, listen, we have categorically proved that God does not exist. I'm believing in Jesus Christ to the day I die. Mm. And I'll never stop. And you can call me whatever you want about that. And I, I'm, not a, I'm not an idiot Christian either. I don't follow blindly. 
I, 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 I'm a Bible school attender. I, I know way more than you would assume. Mm. I don't fo- I don't follow my religion blindly. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. But that being said, even though I, oh, even though I study, even though I've, I've researched, even though if every, even to research the things that people say against Christianity, mm. in order to be able to combat um, those things. Yeah. In, in all of that, whether some, whether I was to research and find something or not, I'm on, I'm on a, I'm on a, my faith is different. A different level yeah so you said you got saved baptized at six yes. so you're in jamaica at this point yes what was it like growing up in jamaica like being in jamaica being being grown up in church all your life what what is that experience like i had a great i had a great experience in jamaica and I, I, I never had a problem as it pertained to happiness in my life i always knew that we were poor poor like not even by Jamaican standards oh really yeah, so it weren't even like compared to what is in the UK I, I there is a time in my life when I've walked down the road for water that's and, a fact and carried it back and carried it back spilling it underway and all sorts that's a fact I've 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 bathed outside because we don't have a bathroom Okay. That's, that's happened in my life. Mm. I've lived that. That's not no 30 that's years not ago. No, yeah, that's yeah. not no, oh yeah, my ancestors or thing. I've walked up the road with water. I've gotten right. to a tank, collected water and walked back. That's happened in my life. But um, yeah, so, but I, but I was happy. We was happy. Mm. We, we, we caught a joke. We, we played games. And obviously, you're used to something when you're in it. And it like, that's it. Even in the, 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 in terms of the violence in Jamaica and stuff like that, like because Jamaica now, when I look back at it, it's so different, bro. Because I rem- I left I left Jamaica when I was between ten or twelve. I always change the age. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I mean, it's somewhere between nine and twelve, maybe like eight and thirteen, maybe like seven and four. Okay, stop there. So when you came here, was you in secondary school? No, I was okay. in primary school. So that means you you were twelve. Yeah, you so were eleven. Twelve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carry so, on. But I only did one year of primary school here. Okay. So year six, I came in as year six. But I remember man driving to school when I was in Jamaica. Oh. Students. What? I rem- no one can tell me that didn't happen. I remember watching fellow students drive to school. I remember man barely peeking up over the dashboard, dashboard. driving to school. That's a fact. What's your funniest memory of being in Jamaica? Mm, funniest memory of being in Jamaica. I don't know. You said I can tell you stuff that weren't funny to me then, but when I tell people, they find it funny. What kind of... Okay, so the worst one... <laughs> probably the worst one is when my parents left and came to the UK, they left me with a carer that was supposed to be renowned for being the person that looks after your kids while, she was overseas, while they're overseas. Oh, that... She's known as the neighbourhood guru. She's the, <laughs> she's the one... She's but for some reason, she just decided to ruin her CV with us. So when, when, when um, my parents left us with her, all the money that my parents sent to feed us, look after us, mm. this was in a six-month period that my parents left us. They, because we couldn't all come up at the same time for financial reasons, come up here yeah. to the UK. She was taking the money and building her house. I'm sorry. So I remember... What? <laughs> That's not even the point of the story. That's just to give you the background. So I went to school one day. Obviously, as I said, she's literally doing the bare minimum as it is pertains to taking care of us. So one day I go to school, yeah, and say she's doing the bare minimum. So she sends us to school. And um, I remember the teacher says, and now that I think about it, it's just wild that she said this. 
the teacher said, okay, kids, we're going to do a collection for one of our students <laughs> to buy cream for one of our students. Um, it's anonymous, but we're not going to say who it is, but we're going to collect. Everybody just put a little bit of your lunch money in uh, a pot and we're just going to collect money to buy cream for a student. Sorry. Everybody turned around and looked at me because I was Sorry. ashy. So everybody already knew who it was. <laughs> and there was a girl in class that I loved, of course, Sue, Sue, bro. Sue and Angus, bro. I remember her whole governors. <laughs> and I sat there. All I could think about, it wasn't even the embarrassment of the class. I was like, bro, you're going to talk about me like that in front of Sue, Sue, bro. Like, I'm, I'm out here on a mission. You didn't even mission. care about the class, you know? I'm out here on a mission, bro. You're going to block the flow like that. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that, that's, just, that's, just one, that's just one funny example that obviously wasn't funny to me at the time. But when you look back at it, it's, it's funny. So, yeah, man. Why? I got, you know what the funniest thing is? In Jamaica, you have to grow up so fast really? in terms of many things. So I've I got a lot of Jamaica stories, even though I, I left there when I was so young. But you say so young, but a lot of people, when they come over to the UK, they're normally like two, three, four. So they don't, so they don't really yeah. remember. Yeah, no, nah, I remember a lot got... of things. I remember a lot of things, bro. But yeah. So what was your mindset coming to the UK? Like, would you just like, oh, this is like how some Jamaicans see, oh, oh no. I was the excited. land of the... Yeah. I was excited to come to the UK because I felt like what I wanted to achieve in life wasn't going to work for me. In Jamaica. In Jamaica. I didn't feel like the resources were available to me to achieve what I wanted to. I knew that I, I, knew that I always wanted to be something within the media industry. At first, I wanted to be a journalist. Okay. Yeah, I, it was always my plan to be a journalist at first. But yeah, I just felt like I wouldn't have been able to achieve those things in Jamaica. And another reason why, a lot of people in Jamaica used to say, to my parents, he can't live here because, like, I'm very honest to a fault. But in Jamaica, you can die for that. Yeah. So, like, it's not even a joke. But, like, yeah. So, but I was honest past. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people don't really know. They don't really know me. Because mm. I'm beyond dying for some of the stuff that I say. If I feel strongly enough about something, mm. like, I, I, like, people, obviously, I haven't been put in those life. I have, but... <laughs> People haven't seen me in life situations where I have to activate certain parts of my persona yeah. in terms of standing on what I believe or, or how I feel about something. You get what I'm saying? That's not to say I'm a bad man. It's not, it's not that. It's because I'm not saying I'll kill you. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm willing to die. For Those are I two different in. things. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. But yeah, everybody used to say, yeah, he's too opinionated. He could be a lawyer, this, this, that. That's what he used to say. So they was like, yeah, he's not going to make it here. Because in Jamaica, like, if a man cuts in front of you in the queue, you just have to assume that he knows something that you don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. as to why he feels like he can just bump, bump past you. Once, but then what I start to question, what it is it? What is it that you feel like? <laughs> why do you feel like that? And then when you, when you, ask, when you ask Jamaican bad man why, <laughs> they get confused because they don't have that algorithm. That word's not in there. That word is a disrespect to them because yeah, 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 it's like, like you should know. You should. That's what I'm saying. Like I should be aware of his criminal vitae. I should be aware of what he's done on the streets. His you stripes. Say criminal, you criminal, say criminal vitae. vitae. <laughs> they don't have curriculum vitae. They have criminal vitae. So when you're not aware, when you're not aware of his stature yeah. and what he's done for the Black Lives Don't Matter movement, then you get what I'm saying. So yeah. So what advice would you give to your younger self coming from the Jamaica to the UK now? So what would you tell your younger self? Get to it quicker. Get to it quicker. Because I remember friends that I had, yeah, they had a YouTube channel and they was doing well with it. 
Mm. But they had the equipment and I told myself I can't do what they're doing because I don't have the equipment that they have. But now I'm looking, now these days I pick up my phone and record on my phone and you see videos go viral with the deadest quality. So it's, so I could have started sooner because my dream is to retire. So the sooner I, the sooner I start, sooner if I had caught that first wave of, of social media, oh, who, knows where I gone. who knows where I would be right you now? You would have been gone. So I would have just said, I, I would have just said, get to it quicker. Like take your hands off your genitals and just get to it quicker. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Yeah. Nah, that's. that's so, let's talk about that because you're saying you knew you wanted to go on the to. Genital. No, no, no. Okay. What <laughs> I say? I don't want to talk about that any further. That was a flyaway comment. Not at all. Yeah. But talk about the YouTube and, and social media and you jumping onto to that wave. Why? And the doubt that you had, because that's doubt essentially. You, mm. you, you doubted yourself because you didn't have. It wasn't anything. even doubting myself. It was, doubting, it was, it was financial doubt. Mm. It was more, I, I believed that I could do it. I believed that I didn't have the resources to do what I wanted to do. So it was never a doubt of self because I've never really had that. I've never really been plagued with the doubt of self thing. I've thought that I was certified since the 23rd of August, 1991. Mm. So I, I haven't known a version of myself that didn't rate myself internally, yeah, yeah, not yeah. externally. I rate my mind. Mm. I've always had respect for my mind. Oh, that's, but society, society, it's not just myself that makes me feel like that about myself. Society makes me feel like that because I watch people not have that self-assurance. Okay. Not have that mindset. Yeah. No, like society is like watching the matrix and then you're looking at people that are, are plugged in yeah. to so many different things. Let, let's say something as simple as social awkwardness. Mm -hmm. People are plugged into the idea that it matters what strangers think about, think about them. Bruh. I am so unplugged from that, that people think that I, I am an attention seeker, but they don't understand that I didn't, I, I'm not aware of the, my surroundings. So people will think that I'm being loud. Mm. Like I'm talking loud right now, but and no one else is here. But I, like me and my friends are out in town. Same There's no difference to me between being in the yard chatting with your friends mm. and being in town with a crowd full of people. And I watch how people disable themselves in based on, in certain environments and they don't be them full selves in certain environments because of social awkwardness, especially for people they'll probably never see again. Mm. So, listen, yeah, it's a weakness, man. It's on, the only time that's ever plagued me, the only time that's ever gotten to me is I remember when I started doing radio with Charlie Slough, yeah, mm -hmm. they sent me on a mission. I went to the Black Panther premiere, yeah, the premiere of Black Panther in the UK. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Chadwick Boseman introduced the film to us. It was a massive theatre full up of every big British black celebrity you can think of in the music industry, mm -hmm. from the Stormzies to the Crepton Conans. And this is my first time now yeah. really being around these people. And the challenge that I was set is to go around and snap with them, acting like they're best, my best friend. So I'm supposed to go up to these guys that I don't really know and be like, yeah, so my stones with my best friend in that. That was the challenge. And I couldn't do it. Really? I faked it. I went up to them and said, yo, Charlie asked me to do this here. So like this wing it. And then I pretended to do it after. When I showed Charlie the video after, he was like, bro, it's so obvious that you asked that them you... for permission first. Like, it's so obvious. And, it, and, and he was like, why did you do that? And he was like, oh, I didn't want to look dumb in front of in front of these that's the only time i've ever been like that i was like oh, i didn't want to look dumb in front of them i was like bro these guys will never remember you for this moment mm. and and they've got their own careers doing their own things you probably 
never work with it. I mean, I, to no great capacity have I worked with any of these people to this day. Yet I was so caring. You're so afraid. Of what, what I was going to do was going to get me the content that I needed. Mm, okay. And it would, and they would have, they go through that all the time. It's like when my, I'll be chilling with friends, yeah, and then I'll bring them around a celebrity, yeah, mm. and they'll be like, oh, no, I don't want to ask them for a picture. And I look at them and say, Ovi will never remember you. Take your picture. Mm. Like, you're, you don't want to look dumb in front of Ovi, but he'll never remember that this even happened. Yeah, yeah. He'll never remember it. You're, one of, yeah, you're yeah. one of a million people. Get over it and take your picture. This is what, so it's like, yeah, I've come to, yeah. Now, now even having to cross that border, nah. no social awkwardness now. So, with where you're at now, because now you started off doing comedy, yes. and I remember in Birmingham and seeing you doing your comedy nights because you were doing the Tuesday thing. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? And what was how was your family like in terms of like oh you're doing comedy? Was they supportive? Like how did that? How did that? Come? I wouldn't say they were supportive. They were concerned. About what? Though? My faith. Really? That's the main concern. The main concern with me being in the media industry for my family is my faith. What and about Christianity it? and my spirituality. What about it? That you'll lose it? That it will erode or has eroded or goes up or down whenever, whichever state it may be in. Because I will never sit here and tell somebody that being in the in media industry will not somehow affect your spirituality, especially if you're in the mix of the things and people that I'm in the mix of. Mm. Never going to sit here and tell you that. And luckily for me, I believe that I have come out of the other end of that to a point now uh, far less scathed than a weaker Christian would be. Because mm. there's, a, there's a lot you could go out there and do and there's a lot you could go out there and just say, you know what, bonnet? Like walk away completely or just dilute to such a degree and that's always been my parents' concern. And most of the times when I talk to them about my career, I'll be like, yeah, I got this. And they'll be like, yeah, but how's, how's your faith? Mm. How's your spirituality? Keep you grounded. Yeah, so that's always kept me grounded. So I wouldn't say they were supportive, but what they were was more beneficial than support to me. I already believed in myself to such an extent. And it... And their lack of support never felt like them not believing I could do it. It was never that. Yeah. There was never any doubt that I could do it from them. They always it was just worry about. It was more concerned about that. And obviously, your soul is more important than anything, your mm. career or in all, all of that. So yeah, that's that's what it's been like in terms of with the family and that. So in terms of you being in this kind of industry, how has your faith been affected? Um, in all the ways that it would be naturally affected in a regular life, it's just more amplified. So let's say. Um, tem- women are a temptation they're going to be more of a temptation when they send you random nudes now mm. <laughs> do, you get, do, do you get what I'm saying so like if you're going to ask me if, you ask, if that's the thing about me if you ask me a question I'm going I'm to give the real answer because give, we ain't going to we ain't never going to grow if we don't have real conversations and what the church community does is that we have um, we have faith swag and holiness swag and so we get cool points from um, from coming off who's the holiest mm. do you get what I'm saying but then we don't heal that way then we just stay hidden and we don't grow but it's like so, what you sorry it's like yeah. what you say in a lot like, not a lot but a few videos you, you can't hear what you don't reveal you can't hear what you don't reveal that's not my quote by the way i quoted somebody that i know said but that. You, you, yeah you, but you, i you say it a lot but yeah but yeah um yeah you can't hear what you don't reveal and if you're not honest with yourself and yeah i've been tempted in all the ways that you would imagine you would be tempted in the media industry mm. um 
I mean, not all the way. Some things never tempted me. For instance, I've never not given my tithes because I am in the media industry. Because if in my in my head, the fact that I've never missed my tithes is why I'm here. Mm. Because the Bible says, bring your tithes and your offering and I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Mm. I choose to believe that with the entirety of my chest. Mm. And you have to consider it. I have a manager that gets 20% and then you have tax. And then I might get taxed more because of the amount that I make. And then 10% tithes as well so you're talking about a good 50 percent just getting shaved just gone. off gone immediately but i've never considered i don't consider tithes my money mm. so that's how i've always been about that so certain things i haven't been tempted with in any way yeah. but of course when it comes to things like women when it comes to things like just um nah you know what the thing is a lot of things ain't hit me the drink drinking ain't ever hit me either never no kind of substance abuse i'm like oh no nah, everyone else is drinking let me do never been that guy Never been the guy to be like, oh, everybody's clubbing, I want to club. Nah, never been that guy either. Well, myself, mostly women. <laughs> it's so, not even, I'm not even saying that I've been tempted to that greater degree, but I can definitely say that's been a temptation. But I can't think about, uh, in the top, up the top of my head, oh, or just being ludicrous with content. Mm -hmm. So passing the border, because you don't want to be foul, you don't want to be, I've, I've never swore in videos, never been the guy to swear in videos, but you might talk about something that's just not, What's the word to use? Not churchy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, as a comedian, your mind is going to go everywhere. Like, the kind of jokes I probably would boss if I wasn't a Christian would probably be wild. Mm. I've thought about things. I've thought about the things I'd probably do. Maybe I'd be a swearer. Like, for me, I never swear. Okay. I'm not a swearer now. But maybe I'd be a swearer if I wasn't, if I wasn't a Christian. But, yeah, so things like that. So what advice would you give to someone who's trying to overcome that kind of thing? So people, because you got to remember, there's a lot of people trying to get into the media industry, trying to yeah. get to where you're at. Yeah. Because you're at a very, 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 very great level at this point. Yeah. You want to get further, but you're at a very yeah. good level. What advice would you give to those people who want to keep the faith, yeah. but want to advance in the media industry at the same time? I mean, I've come to learn that you rather actually don't need to be ludicrous to be, to, to be successful. Mm. Like a lot of things that I thought I needed to do to get ahead, didn't need to do. It didn't actually need to happen. Do you have a and preconceived idea? When you have a preconceived idea. No, the media is giving you a preconceived idea with songs like WAP and things like that. He's like, oh, no, nah, I need to take... If, I, if you're a girl in the media industry, if you don't take off your clothes, it's not going to happen for you or whatever. But there's all different types of artists. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm. you look at people like Alicia Keys, who has never really ever stepped outside of her vein of R&B. True. Never really stepped outside. You never really seen her in a video moving wild or stuff or stuff like that. You can stay in your lane. You just mm. gotta be good at what you do and consistent. Mm. So I would give them that advice. Stay authentic to yourself because at the end of the day, none of this stuff is gonna like. How many celebrities do you need to see kill themselves? How, you, how many people do you need to see that are successful that are telling you that they're depressed to understand that money isn't everything? Mm. So if you if you lose yourself along the way and when and when you're faced with who you used to be and who you are now, you get to where you get to, but you can't really look at yourself in the mirror and you can't be honest with yourself that you're not really happy with who you had to become. It's not worth it. Mm. Nah, I hear that. So obviously now you've 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 advanced in the media industry, but then you. As we were talking earlier, you've become your minister in your church. Yeah. How do you find the time balance in terms of that? Or is it just like... Well, when I've had to be in London, I've been inactive in terms of... I've been as active as I can be because I was still coming down to Birmingham every Sunday. So, yeah. While you was living in London? While I was living in London, I come down to, to Birmingham. For every, church? For church, yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, I, that, doesn't, that doesn't seem like a major thing to me because in my head, if God has blessed me with this career, mm. I can take an hour and 20 train. 
Yeah. I can take an hour and 20 train there and back. I'll edit on the way there, on the way back. I'll write scripts. I'll send emails. That to me, honestly, I don't even want no applause for that. That's, that's, that's really, that's really not a big deal for me. Can, that's really yeah. not a big deal. Mm. Have, coming back down on the Sundays. But obviously, yeah, as I said, obviously, with being a minister and stuff like that, it's, mo- it's mostly going to be like in-service work. Um, and let's see that like ministering to people, yeah, yeah. speaking to people, obviously inviting people to church and things of that nature. So I'm, obviously it's going to take a hit depending on how busy my career is. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been maintained in, in, in various different ways and meetings that I can make, I try to make. Mm. So in terms of you being a minister and obviously you were appointed by your church. Yeah. What we've noticed now is there's a lot of self-appointed yeah. ministers. Yeah. Some apostles, some of this, this and that. What are I your... could never pick up myself and say and put the title of apostle on myself. And it's a it's a great it's a great reason of gripe for me what's happening, what I believe is happening to the kingdom and happening to the church, in that people are forgetting why we're here. Mm. We are running. We are on a we are on a raft in the sea. That's how I see traversing earth. Yeah. We are on a tiny raft. We're on like what, what um, was with people in Titanic called um, Jack and whatever was it Jack? Whatever yeah, it Jack is. and Jack. Yeah yeah, 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 like we're on that trying to hang on and trying to make sure we make it to where we're going. Mm. Man, are trying to set up shop and get titles and like you're talking to somebody that understands clout. I, I, I'm in the media industry. Mm-hmm. I understand titles. I understand going after positions in the outside world, but in the kingdom. Right, yeah. I have to... The, the, the church has a culture of its own, but mm. I believe that people are deviating from church culture. Not even... People are deviating from the culture of the kingdom yeah. um, into a more earthly culture because the Bible says enough for you to not chase position, mm. to not title yourself. Like, for me, if you're an apostle, where do you come from? Who ordained you as apostle? Mm. Did you ordain yourself? How, how, have you, how have you left the church that you've left? Or... I, how are you? How are you with the church that you're in? Mm-hmm. How do you have respect for your elders, your leaders? Like, are, are, you, are you obedient when they when they say don't do this or don't yep. do that? Do you do it right? What because the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. So what? How, like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I just I'm feel like people that. are into the wrong things. Like, in, well, why in, do you think that is though? Do you think it's because of because because, or, no, because because that's what I'm saying because people are in it for the wrong reason. Mm. We are trying to it's salvation. I'm trying to be saved. I'm in church thinking, yo, I need to get right before I, before I make you feel like I'm right because of my title and my mm. position. Because mm. what we do is we pray holy, holy clout wars with each other of who's the most holy and who's the most this. When none of us make it, our righteousness is as filthy rags. So what we're talk, what, what we talking about, like what we're talking about with these titles and these names is like for me, and it, for me, it's just like, and there's just certain titles I can't, I would never be able to put on myself mm-hmm. unless my leader was like, you know what, you have the gifting of an apostle and stuff like that. But some people, they can't take that because they say, I've been sitting in church for ages and the leader ain't noticing me and rare, rare, and blah, blah, blah. Like, so what? Why do you, why do you need to be noticed? It's not for the leader why to do you notice. Need, like... Why do you need, and it, but it's a, it's a church culture thing because yeah. people, people ain't going out there and saying, you know what, yeah, I feel this calling on me. Let me go. Let me go out into the byways and the highways and try drag as much people as I can into the kingdom. No, they want stature within the church where they can boast to other Christians. That to That's me crazy. doesn't make sense. For me, we're, now we're deviating from scripture and we're in it for the wrong reasons because it's supposed to be seeky first. 
Do you get what I'm saying? And I don't be, you can't, you can't, I've been in church too long. I've been baptized since I was six years old and I've been in church all my life. You, and I'm now 29 years old. You can't trick me as to believe you're ready yet. If you was ready, you'd have been caught up like, um, what's his name again? You'd have been not. Yeah. What's, what's his name? I can't uh... remember his name. Enoch. You'd have been not yeah, like yeah, Enoch. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Anybody that's perfect would be not. You're still here. Therefore, there's work for you to do from, from pulpit to pew, from pastor to, to the regular church, brother. Then, and, and that's the thing about it as well. When I, I don't even like using the term regular church, brother, because when you get a position, you are now a servant to the people. I'm, I, as I said, I'm a minister. I've never gotten a position in church and celebrated. Mm. Celebration is not my first mindset. It's like, yo, the weight of this position. Because bro. now what you do, how you seem, how you look, affects the congregation a lot of people don't think about that when they think about their positions because they they end up in church wars vying for positions with other leaders within the church yep. and other people within the church but how does it look to the members because our first job first is to be an example to the members so that they don't see us because because sometimes what you see in church is just grown babies it's true big people babies big people clout chasers you know what it is as well we're meant to be a representation of Christ. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and what people don't understand is that if you, if you look at the life of Christ, right, he never, he never committed himself to man because he knew what men was. Don't get gassed by man praise because Jesus knew while they was throwing flowers at his feet and letting him ride on the mule and everything like that, that the, the next day they'd be yelling, crucify him. Yep. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like, and, and, and when you look at the, even the, even when you look at the life and the ministry of Jesus, Jesus was Jesus didn't start his ministry until he was thirty years old and he died at thirty three. So you can be in the hyperbolic time chamber of of trading for a bit longer if you look at that from a percentage wise. Yeah. And what percentage of his life? That's what ten percent. Ten percent of his life was spent in active ministry. Exactly. What do you think he was doing them other thirty years? Training. Being pertained, being be, being prepared. For, when his parent, when he run off and, and went to the temple, his parents saying, yeah, him. yeah, and his parents is like, you, you gotta come back home and being having to be subservient to his parents, knowing that knowing who he is and the power within him, Bro. having to be subservient to his parents. Bro. So I feel like people lack that humility in church, but it's not scriptural. Mm. It's not scriptural to be chasing after position. It's not scriptural to be more focused on church clout than. Fixing yourself on the inside. This is not me saying that I'm perfect. This is me saying I understand when I'm wrong and when I'm right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's the beginning of growth because if you can't understand, that's a problem. Mm. And that's why that's why in the garden, the, um, God said that Eve was wrong because she was deceived. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Can't be deceived. And this is the thing. And a lot of the time, especially what I've heard, and especially during this whole... Black Lives Matter movement and stuff mm. is Christians going back and forth with each other whether they can even support Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. whether they can support, mm. and it's just like I've been I've an interesting take on that. Talk to me. I'm repping the Black Lives Matter movement, and when I say not, when I say the movement, I mean the idea and the notion mm -hmm. because there's an organization Nation. called Black yeah, yeah. Lives Matter movement, but I don't know what they stand for. 
I, 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 I rep the notion that black lives matter mm-hmm. and the church has to be active within its community and dealing with its community's problems because it needs to service the community as Correct. well. It's just like how the Good Samaritan never walked past the man. The Good Samaritan never said to the man, yo, are you baptized before I pick you up? No. Nope. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to focus on people's other needs as well. And the injustices but and everything like at that. at the same time, there is a trick of the devil that makes people feel righteous or holy because they fight injustices. Mm, talk and to them. The, the greatest problem on earth is the sin problem. Right? Racism is a sin problem first. Mm. Racism is a heart condition first. Talk to them. And there's many heart conditions in every community. Mm. It all stems from where your heart is Mm. because the heart of man is desperately wicked. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's where the problem starts first. If we as a church community get so distracted by Black Lives Matter that we forget that all souls matter, Mm. then we've missed the mark. And the, don't think that the devil won't use a good cause Talk to, to distract you. Talk to them. Don't think that. Talk because I could sit here now and feel hella like, yeah, people are calling me king because I, I'm, I'm repping Black Lives Matter and I'm an activist and rare, blah, blah, blah. And feel all empowered and emboldened in that. Mm. But I forgot to take care of my soul. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I believe that the devil uses what would be seen as righteous causes to distract you from the righteous cause do you get what i'm saying mm. because at the end of the day racism or not it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment and that's what's the most important thing nothing's more important than that nothing no no rights civil rights movement is more important than us taking care of our souls nothing mm. it's not even comparable that's that's listen you're you're talking to the people then because as i said there's people who have found that kind of, they don't know what to do. They don't know whether to, to go with it or to yeah. not go with it. Yeah. And sometimes it's a case of, they, like I've had Christians come to me and feel like they're going to be taken away with the whole Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement mm-hmm. from Christianity. And I'm just like, you, mm-hmm. can, you, can, you can do both as yeah, long you as you don't both. forget yeah, as long as you don't what, forget. The, what, what the centre calls it and mm-hmm. ask Jesus. As, as long as you don't yeah. forget that. Yeah, and as I, as, as I said, you have to, you just have to, you have, we, uh, we as the church have to be involved in what is paining the community. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? When we, <clears throat> when people are sick and we pray for them, we're not saying, yo, Lord, fix their spirit, fix their body as well. So when, so when we, we, we're dealing with, we're dealing with, when you, we, we don't just go to church and pray for spiritual strength, we pray for car, house, all kinds of things. So why can't we pray that black people are treated more fairly mm. and, and be active in our community in trying to help make that happen? Of course we can, but never never let Satan use that uh, because like don't don't be ignorant to his devices because he's clever. Because because the devil's never been overt, he's on covert. Yep. So he's always gonna come at you from an angle. You'd be like, what? How could how could the devil be using Black Lives Matter? That's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, but if you if you're so focused on Black Lives Matter that you forget your soul, then you've been distracted. So yeah. So what makes you so passionate about the whole Black Lives Matter movement? And the reason why I say that is because during 2020, you had a video which was very poignant to a lot of people who people who felt like you were the voice of what they couldn't explain. Yeah. So what makes you so passionate about it? And did you expect it? that video to do what it did in terms of explaining us, other black people's feelings when they couldn't express it themselves? Uh, I definitely didn't think it was going to do that well. Um, 
And I definitely didn't think it was that big a deal in the sense that I just thought I was just saying things that are plain and clear and obvious to everybody. But mm. people seem to think that I articulate, articulate it well. Mm. But <clears throat> as it pertains to why I care about black lives, I mean, I'm black in it. Mm. So I'm black and it's just, it's just, it's just injustice. And I think what annoyed me about the George Floyd video is that there's taken disrespect, but then somebody spitting in your face. And to n- I thought, okay, police kill black people. But I didn't think a police officer could see a man recording him, mm. like see it, and then stay on somebody's knee for that long. I just, I'm saying somebody's neck. neck with their knee for that long. I didn't, I didn't, I honestly can say, I didn't think it was that bad. And when I saw that, it triggered something in me because it was like, ah, oh, they, they really don't care. Mm. And we're seeing, I feel like the Black Lives Matter movement has made racists crawl out of whatever the caves they was in and they are making themselves known right now. Like, I would actually go as far as to say that I didn't know the country I was in. Really? Yeah, man. They're coming out of the woodwork. They're coming out of the, they're coming out of the woodwork, man. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a different... I'm seeing... Yeah. You're seeing a side of... I'm seeing a side of Britain, Britain that I, I... Didn't think existed. I probably didn't. I, not consciously. It's probably more subconscious, but now I'm seeing it. You understand what I'm saying? Seeing your face. It's more. It was more suspected, but now it's just like completely presented in my face, and it's 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 shocking to see that it's so bad because perception is just a wicked thing, mm-hmm. and how things are perceived. Like black people are perceived to be thieves. Yeah. And yet, there are people who don't look like us that have robbed entire. They've robbed. Humans, they stole, they didn't steal items, they've stolen people, they've stolen countries. Black people are seen as violent, but America is the only country in the world to fire a nuclear bomb on an an other populated country, Mm -hmm. a nuclear bomb. It's crazy. Where people still get cancer in that area to this day in Nagasaki. That happened like more, like decades ago, Mm. like but we're seen as the most violent. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's crazy. And, and, and that perception of us being seen as the most violent is causing us to be killed. So that perception needs to be changed. The truth of history, the truth of what's happening needs to be revealed because under their perceptions, we're dying. And that, and that to me is wild. We can't be out here dying because somebody's perceiving things wrong. That's crazy. Because there's, 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 there's people that our doctors are this, are that, are mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, and black, but they have the same treatment as every other black person, and we have this treatment because everyone thinks that we're 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 gonna harm them. Bro, there's so many so many perceptions that just ain't true, but like black on black crime, you've never heard of white on white crime. Nobody kills more white people than white people, but no one talks about that. <laughs> but but some but that's not a, that's not a terminology, that's not a phrase, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm trying to talk about. Our literal. Social narratives, social stereotypes on black people are getting us killed. Inaccurate social stereotypes on us are getting us killed. Because who's stolen more than Wall Street? Mm. Who's lazier than somebody who says, I'm not going to work, I'll enslave someone else? Mm. Yet in history, we are described as the lazy ones. Yep. When, when when other people 
have literally said, I'm going to, st- I'm going to make a whole human work for free so I can do less. <laughs> so true. So, yeah. so, do you think in terms of how, we, how we're being viewed, how our, the perception of us is, yeah. and then you kind of see the people that you work for or worked for at the time, mm-hmm do what they did in terms of allowing that word to be said. Did that trigger you again? Was that a second trigger? Yeah, that was like a second spit in the face and that's where I left. Nothing more to be said on that. It was a second spit in the face because you can't say the N word. You can't let a white person say the N word in this social climate at 10.30 a.m. in the morning. And then when 18,000 people complain, which is the second highest complaint ever in BBC history, look and then say, yeah, we, we stand by that. Our editorial, our higher editorial staff said that's cool. And when you look at their higher editorial staff, it's a bunch of, it's bare white people. Mm. So that's a spit in the face. That's well. So in terms of your faith in God at that time, because that's a job, that's a job you're quitting and you're just like, yeah, I can't stand for that. What was, what, where was your faith at that time? Was it just like, I just have to do it. I have to get it done because it's triggered me again. Or was it like, oh, I'm a bit wary. Was there any kind of doubt? It's always going to be, it's always going to be wariness. But... Mm. At the end of the day, the BBC wasn't all I w- I'm up to. Mm-hmm. And I'll never sit here and pretend like, say, I thought I'd be financially dire without them. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, been all right, and I'm mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, so, so I can't speak to whether I would make that decision in other financial circumstances. circumstances. I'm just not in them to, to even know. But you knew you was going to be all right. I knew I was going to be all right. Yeah, definitely. I'm still walking away from the only stable job I have. Yeah. That's the only regular form of income that I have. Everything else is circumstantial. Like mm. I could wake up tomorrow morning and no advertisers, no brand deals, no nothing. That, would, that was my guaranteed job. Mm. And I was, up, I was piloting to do an even bigger job there. That would have meant way more money when I left. But I just did what I, did what I felt. But the faith thing... The faith thing is different. Like, my faith doesn't say to me, I'm good if I get another job. Mm. My faith just says to me, I'm good. Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo says, Talk we believe them. that God will rescue us from the fire. But if he don't, still not going to bow. Talk to them. So I'll go back to Landis, bro. If I feel strongly enough about something, I'll go back to Landis. Don't think, don't think it's impossible to see me go back behind the counter. Really? It's not. It's not, yeah. If I feel, if I feel strongly enough, then... That that's an option available to me. I one of the reasons why I've gotten so far, in my personal opinion, in the in the in the media industry, is because I don't put the level of care that other people put on it emotionally. Mm. Because some people put so much care on it emotionally, it means so much to them. It actually cripples them. Yeah, They're not yeah. able to put out content because it means so much to them that it has to be perfect. Yeah. I think it's dangerous for your career to mean too much to you Mm. because careers are going to have highs and lows and you going high and low with the career. Now, I got to keep my emotions more stable than that. You know what I'm saying? My Mm. hope isn't built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, brother, righteousness. Like, that's how I feel about it. Like, I feel like that's, that's my base. People don't know my base. That's my base. That's my base that makes me feel comfortable because I just, I just... I, I, if, if it gets deep, I'll just fall into the arms of God and, and whatever happens, happens. So it's not impossible for me to go back behind the counter. I'm going to be annoyed, of course. Because <laughs> you got so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be annoyed, of course. I am. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to be annoyed. Mm. But if I feel strongly enough about something, that can happen. And I feel like that's what allows me to... I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to start if I didn't feel like that. 
Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but now yeah, there's, too much, there's too much pressure on it. There's too much pressure on it. And some people put way... I've watched people caring too much about their career cripple them and they can't make a move left or right. Mm. So, yeah. When you leave this earth, how do you want to be remembered? Don't really care about how I'm remembered. Really? No. You just want to get to heaven? Yeah. When you care about that. Like, so I'm trying to tell you about, so I'm trying to tell you about the care of people and legacies and all, all of them kinds of stuff. Even though I, I'm not going to be one of the people because I see some people mash up their legacy by doing too much because they don't know when to finish. They mm. don't know when to stop. Do you get what I'm saying? They yeah. don't know when to bow out. I, if I get, a, if, I, if somebody was to land a certain amount of money in my, in my hand right now, I'm out, I'm out. I'm out of the media industry and I will bow out and I will go, I will go from somebody who rarely leaves his house without getting asked for pictures to somebody who people walk past the, on the street and they don't know who I am. Let me ask you a question then. Would you rather have the money to step away or would you rather have the fame? The money to step away. I know this already, but I'm asking because there's a lot of people who rather have the fame. Yeah. But surely you'd want to not be famous and just be old, like you'd want to have the money. People, like, I don't know how much more famous I would want to get because I want to get more famous because I understand that it brings more money. Mm. That's the reason. <laughs> so it all comes back to <laughs> That's the reason because... Like, I'm all right now. Mm. I really can roam street on my one. I might get stopped a couple times, but, but I can. If you're Stormzy, you cannot. Yeah, yeah security you everywhere. You cannot. No, you can't, bro. It'll be like... Imagine Stormzy walking through town. <laughs> and I felt different moments where it's been like that. One extra live last year, yeah. Mm. Crep gets stabbed at the event. Yeah. The event, lack off. I'm walking out. With my bridging, we get separated. I took about 200 pictures. Because everybody's there now and I'm standing right there. And girls came up to me and said, I can see that you're tired, but I've got to get mine. What? Didn't, didn't care. Multiple people said that to me. They could see, not only that, that probably is the first time in my entire life I've felt proper social anxiety. Because somebody just got stabbed. I'm standing here. On my one, there's thousands of people walking out, walking out of there. I'm on my yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally stood and there's people surrounding me, asking me for pictures. And I'm taking picture after picture after picture. And, after they know picture, you, after and picture, they're telling picture, you, I know you're picture after picture after picture. And people are saying to me, I can see that you're done with this, but I need my picture. Like, imagine that. So that one experience for me, that storms is every day if you roam street. So I don't know if I want that. Mm. The money would be great, but you're comfortable. Oh no, I probably have to. If I probably would choose that, but then I just you just wouldn't see me about, bro, because that's all long, bro. That's all long. That's all long to feel that level of social anxiety every day. That's crazy. Sometimes you raw want to leave your yard. Like the thing with Storms is, I feel like if Storms even put a mask on, you'd be able to clock that it's him. Yeah, yeah, head shape. So, yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's raw long, bro. It's raw long. Like I don't like. Let me be clear. I don't mind taking pictures at all. Mm. Literally, if somebody stops me, I am going to give them the amount of time they want to ask any of my bridges. When the person's finished is when I'm finished. I'm not rushing nobody. Rarely. Really? You're giving if them you the time? you stop me, the time you want, however long you want this discourse to be, whatever you want to talk about, we're going to do it until you're finished. If wow. somebody said they took the picture, now nah, the picture's bad, we can sit there and I'm take 10, again. 20 pictures, however many you need, however many you need. Mm. I see 10 bags over everybody's head because mm. every, every, 
any bad interaction you have with somebody could be a taint to your career. Never underestimate that. Everybody's getting, everybody's getting every amount of time. Plus, I feel like it's only fair. This is the price that you pay for being, being and these people helped you to get to that point. But to do that on a Stormzy scale or an Anthony Joshua scale, leave your house as, as any one of them two, I, 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 that would be a lot for anybody. Mm. They can't do it. They literally have to roll around with a squad that every twenty four seven that tells you no pictures and Anthony Joshua's walking with his head straight, acting like he can't hear you begging for the picture. I've been around man like that. I've experienced. I've seen man. We're walking. I'm walking with a bigger celebrity than me, and we're walking and we got security all around us, and we're hearing. We're seeing the people in front of us ask for the pictures, mm. but we're just keeping our head straight while security is like, no pictures, no pictures, no pictures. I've seen that, bro. That's all I'm. That's all I'm with. So, what's your plans now for? for the next 12 months because you've gone obviously we talked about the bbc thing that's that's now not there anymore however you've you still you're getting more engagement you get more followers you're getting more this you're hopefully praying that you continue to have the amount of adverts that you have and you you go on to create more stuff but what's your plans for this next 12 month period um property okay mm, yeah, be buying a lot of property in Birmingham. I want to start a restaurant. Nice. And um, what kind of what kind of restaurant? Don't know yet. I don't really care about what the food is as long as it's good. I'm more about the money in the background. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. You don't care about what the restaurant's selling. No, care. I said it, as long as the food's good. But what? But you're not even gonna have a niche. You're not gonna have a niche. I think no. a niche where we do dessert, seafood, Caribbean. <laughs> don't think I don't think I wouldn't open a Chinese restaurant. But like I don't. I respect it. I like Chinese, so <laughs> like, if I find if I find a Chinese man that knows how to cook things good, yeah, he's got a good business module. Yeah, we can partner up, bro. We can partner up, like, yeah. yeah. So um, and um, to in terms of my media career, just to continue to grow, mm. bigger presenting roles, bigger opportunities, podcasts, documentaries, TV, hopefully one day movies and things of that nature. I like that. Do you have a a particular role that you'd want to have like you say you want to movies yeah oh when i said movie i don't want to act for nobody oh you want to create, I want to create a movie that i mean i'll happily act in something but i ain't going to no auditions like if you say <laughs> you yo just, you just if you up. say yo oh yeah we want you for this quick cameo in this yeah cool i'll come true you know what i'm saying i'll come true but i want to make my own films because i want to write my own narrative my own narratives because mm. you might have me in something that don't really work with my morals you get what I'm saying? So I want to be able to have creative direction. And you cannot, if I became a filmmaker, then I could always employ myself. Mm -hmm. It'd be way better to become a filmmaker than an actor. Because if you're a filmmaker, you can be an actor. You can cast yourself. Look how long Tyler Perry did that for yeah, yeah. years. And Tyler Perry was able to make narratives that suited him and his beliefs and his views because he controlled the narrative by being the film director, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I want. And if you're a film director now, you have the, you know, how much people you have the power to employ sure. and, and help and give opportunities. Look at what Ratman did. Ratman put, in Blue Story, Ratman put a bunch of, we know them now, but he put a bunch of unknowns, randoms, bruv. No one knew who Michael Ward was no. until, Blue, until Blue Story and Top Boy. He was completely and utterly unknown. Mm -hmm. Ratman at that point, signed to Jay-Z, all of these things, had the power to go and get a bigger celebrity. Because he was in a position of power, he was able to go back and grab somebody the way the way he wasn't grabbed because mm. Ratman was doing his thing for years for time. and ignored, yeah. utterly ignored. So now we've got the opportunity. He's gonna stretch back and do something for somebody that some nobody did for him. Mm. So yeah, 
I'd, I'd, I'd rather be a filmmaker. Yeah. What advice would you give to yourself with where you're at now in life? What advice would I give to myself? Mm. What do I need to improve on? What do I need to do? Learn to do the boring background work. And I'm doing it, but it's boring. Like, I obviously, my whole mission in this game was you don't start off the business as the boss. Mm. You might start off as the janitor. Being an Instagram guy was the janitor thing for me. Mm. Remember, in Instagram videos used to only be able to be 15 seconds. Yep. I was a 15 second guy. Mm -hmm. Then they stretched it to a minute. Now I'm a minute guy. Then they stretched it to IGTV. Mm -hmm. Now I'm showing you me doing longer form content. Now I'm doing podcasts on YouTube. Now that's 20 minutes to an hour. Mm. I'm showing you. So, so now, to get to that other level now, it's not the quick response of YouTube or Insta. It's not do the video post, get the reaction. Yeah. It's spend sit down three months and write this script. Got ya. Sit down for a couple months and plan this documentary and have conversations with people in the background about making it happen. Mm. It's call up the company. It's talk with your manager and the other companies about how you're gonna make it work. Like mm. it's 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 a longer, more boring background process, but then you'll create something that has impact that will last forever. Mm. I think about, we talk about legacy, I never really cared about legacy, but I did think about, I did think about what, in terms of leaving the BBC, what that did in terms of them issuing an apology 24 hours later and think to myself, yo, that's in the annals of history now. Yeah. And I, and I would like to do things that are more impactful, not to be remembered for them by, but because more impactful things have more impact. Now I have a greater voice to people because my they feel more like my character matches my actions mm -hmm. matching my words sorry do you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah so now my audience have greater influence with my audience so and doing things of impact will bring that mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's certain uh, there's certain people where they were so impactful terrible example but if you even look at r kelly there's still people campaigning for r kelly to be free because he had that much of an impact that's not what i want but, 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 but I'm not looking for the surviving side man documentary to come out. That's not what I mean. I'm saying that I would like to create an impact where I have an audience that sticks by me. Yeah. Yeah. But not when I do something like that. Pull me up on that. Don't, don't. If, if, you, if you ever see me in court for something as wild as R. Kelly, don't come outside there protesting for me. I'm where I should be. <laughs> Sorry. But we're going to pull you up before you get to that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. David. Thank you very much. Yeah, I really you. appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Thank nah, you for having me. It's been great. This has been Conversation with H with the amazing David, also known as Sideman. Thank you guys for tuning in.